You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, bye Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live booking podcast hosted by us. I am Ryan Knightsey, and with me, as always, is Mikey Whipwreck Manfredi. I barely got through that nickname, but I got through it. So take that, Mikey Whipwreck Manfredi. Hey, man, it was something. You did, you did it. Uh, I got it. I got it. Mikey, how are you doing today on this fine uh, Thursday morn? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm a little tired, uh, a little annoyed because a lot of things have been happening before this recording, but everything's fine. Yes, our our Discord chat was all wonky, and now we're on Skype. Hopefully that's better. It already sounds a little bit better. Uh, mine, my lawnmower in the background. I, there's no one mowing my lawn, but it's like 10 in the morning and someone's mowing their lawn outside. So it's just, you can hear it. Hopefully they stop soon, but sorry about that, folks, but... What are, you, what are you gonna do? I guess. Uh, it's it's a lawnmower, it, Mikey. Have you ever seen the movie Lawnmower Man? I have not. It's a weird movie. Just it, in your free time, if you can look up Lawnmower Man, I guess Lawnmower Man CGI or Lawnmower Man Virtual Reality, and just look at the like CGI effects in that movie. It's bonkers. It's like a mo- It's it's about like like. Uh, a guy that is, I guess, like, mentally slow, that is brought on by a scientist to sort of, like, flowers for Algernon, sort of put him into a virtual reality world to see if they can get smarter, I guess. And then he does, but then he gets, like, super smart and, like, super intelligence and goes crazy. Um, and then, like, goes into, like, the virtual reality system. There's, like, a sex scene in the movie with two people in the virtual reality world. It's really weird. It's a really weird movie. We're already four minutes into this podcast, and we're talking about a sex scene in a CGI sex scene in a movie. Uh, so this day, this episode, Mikey, should be a good one. So far, things are going well, I guess. (laughs) Yes, uh... Uh yes, they're going well. Mikey, um what do you want to talk about? We 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 don't really have a, a topic set up for this sort of pre-show to get our get our conversation rolling at the beginning. We don't really have a topic. Um uh is there anything you want to talk about? Um I think we should talk about what the hell is going on with Eric Rowan. Oh yeah, he what? He did, did did they say what the injury was? I knew it was an arm injury, but did they say specifically what the sort of injury was he had? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Okay, I'm looking it up. Yeah, I was doing the same. Well, I'm going to beat you to it. So once I Damn scroll it, down a you? million things, now the podcast is just us scrolling on the WWE Twitter page. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, NXT highlights. Um, 
Uh, no, yeah. So Eric Rowan uh, got an arm injury at SummerSlam, and then they they retained the championship. But I guess it was a bad arm injury once I find it first. Um, because I guess they had to uh, drop the titles to the New Day, which is awesome. New Day deserve it. They're now five time. Big E finally got his five times. Uh, but yeah, um, what do you want? To, is there anything specifically we want to talk about, Mikey, about Eric Rowan's injury? Um, I mostly want to talk about what we're gonna do with him on the show and what and where uh, Luke Harper is gonna go now that he doesn't have his uh, his bludgeon brother. I found it. Uh, he suffered a torn right bicep, so Yikes. that should definitely that should definitely put him out for a little bit. Um. Yeah, okay, so, um, okay, yeah, so you want to talk about, what, what do you think they'll do with Harper, with Luke Harper now? I mean, how do, how would we do that, I guess? Well, we would need to, we would definitely need to write him off if we're getting rid of him. Or if we're putting him on that injury list. But, I mean, how long, I'm going to do a lot of research here all of a sudden, how long does it take for a torn right bicep to heal? Like that feels like a a while. That's torn, so it's gotta be a lot. It's gotta be like a couple months. Like you can't have Harper not on TV for a couple months. I mean, if Rowan's gone, what's Harper gonna do? Um, according to the ClevelandClinic.org, it may take two to three months of physical therapy for a surgically repaired distal tendon to heal completely, which I guess is in the bicep. So two to three months, probably. I mean, there's probably gonna be more, but let's let's say let's say four months. Yeah, uh, the 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 site I'm looking at says for a complete tear in which surgery is needed, return return to full sports participation may take four to six months. Okay, so four to six months. So that's what month is it right now? That is August. There's September, October, November, December is four months. January, February. So anywhere from December to February, we can get Rowan back, and possibly the Bludgeon Brothers back. But I mean, in the meantime, that's months away. And you have a talent like Luke Harper just sitting there. I mean, you could, he was, they were the Bludgeon Brothers. You can easily just have them, like, go back to the bludgeoning cave or whatever and make new hammers. But also, he could do well by himself. I mean, just put him at, I mean, put him in a feud with, who's on SmackDown? I guess maybe not. Maybe United States title. Shinsuke doesn't seem like he has anyone to go after. That's true. We can put him in the U.S. title picture uh, with Finn Balor or something. Well, no, I'm talking about real life for SmackDown. Oh, real life, yeah. Uh, they, yeah, Shinsuke doesn't seem like he has uh, an opponent yet. Yeah, and maybe maybe that's what they're trying to set up, maybe. Uh, because Shinsuke just showed up on SmackDown with, what, a, just a backstage segment thing? Saying yeah. welcome to the United States of Knock America. Which I thought was amazing. Oh, yeah. who I want to know. I want, really want to know who came up with that pun. Just right off the bat. Like, who was in the writer room that was like, what about Knock America? And everyone's like, that's it. Get out of here. Get out of here, road dog. We get it. You like puns. Whoever whoever came up with that, I pledge allegiance to, to Knock America. I pledge allegiance to that writer. Yeah, no. So, with Harper... Or sorry, not Harper. If Rowan is out, uh, that is a conversation that we should have. What should we do? I guess in our real life sort of scenario. I mean, 
I don't know. Because he technically got hit injured at SummerSlam, and we sort of started after SummerSlam. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, there's also that conversation that we kind of had last week about the deleter of worlds with Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. So there's a question of, like, do – this only really affects, I feel like, ne- like the start of where we are. But, like, does this affect – us in any way i feel like matt hardy does for whatever reason but also i also feel like rowan doesn't affect us for a reason i don't know what do, what are your takes on it i don't i think we i think we could keep him around um it's kind of our call because of how kind of selective we were with what results we kept from SummerSlam, and which we didn't mm-hmm. and we could we could just keep him around to pretend he never got hurt and let the randomizer decide our injuries i would love the randomizer this week was like oh yeah harper's uh harper is injured or rowan's injured or whatever (laughs) well you got us (laughs) you got us world there is that a thing because we we are we are being sort of selective with like right off the bat but obviously with Mm -hmm. as the show goes on like we don't we're gonna stop listening to whatever wwe does but like we are starting at a point of SummerSlam, so it is a decision we have to make by losing Rowan, our tournament is sort of out of whack, and then it becomes a tournament for like an empty title, yeah, the vacant titles, which that's a thing. I feel like we could lose Matt Hardy simply because it was just like he they didn't the deleter of worlds didn't win the tournament match. So I'm sort of fine with like Matt Hardy going backstage and doing a producer role, mm. but also I mean the Bludgeon Brothers are I don't know yeah I feel like we drop Matt Hardy and we keep Rowan that's that's my that's my thought process for right now only simply because then we would have to mess around with our tournament or something a lot which I mean maybe we could do that because that's sort of the point it's sort of like an outside randomizer kind of affecting our booking already Mm -hmm. also i guess brie bella is a free agent now i don't know i guess that's a thing yeah she was just kind of around huh yeah there is a question with our like our booking and how the show does like like how much of the real world affects like like what how much of the real world wwe affects our show Mm -hmm. since it happens in parallel and tandem with each other it is a big question. I don't know. What do you think? I say I, I feel like we, we lose Matt Hardy because it looks like he is no longer wrestling. Yep. Based on TV like at backstage stuff. I feel like we keep Rowan and just make it the Bludgeon Brothers still the tag team champions. I agree with that. And then maybe we can just let someone else take the titles off them or something. I don't know. Whoever wins this tournament. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't... What what are we what do we do here? Long term book? <laughs> That's bonkers. What are we insane? <laughs> what are we crazy? I don't what am I booking for? WrestleMania over here? I got Hell in a Cell pay per view coming up. I got I got matches and feuds to line up. If that's if that's what we're gonna do, Mikey, if we're gonna keep the Bludgeon Brothers, lose Matt Hardy, I guess that means I'll take the deleter of worlds off our tag team here. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Question. Bray Wyatt is now a face? Ooh. Ooh. Well, the Deleter of Worlds were a face tag team. Certainly. 
but uh, by himself, I don't know, I guess. I guess, I mean, I guess he is, I don't know, Abigail. What's the storyline of Bray Wyatt now? He doesn't, he does no longer have uh, Sister Abigail in him. It's been deleted out of him. Because he is woken. Because he is now woken. So I guess he's woken and a face then. So unless we do a storyline where he finds Abigail again. Or Abigail finds him again. Since Matt Hardy isn't around to keep Abigail out anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be very interesting. Uh, but let's let's keep that in mind. Um, let's keep all of that in mind, I guess. I'm not sure if that'll happen on this episode, but let's keep all of that in mind. Um, well, sort of a short pre-show, but I feel like, Mikey, we just go straight into the booking. Um, mm-hmm. With with nothing else really to talk about, I kind of I'm I'm excited because I wanna I wanna I wanna book some shows, Mikey. I wanna I wanna Hell do yeah. it. My arms are shaking, uh, in a positive light, um, uh, just like waving up in the air like I'm one of Bailey's uh, inf- happy inflatable tube men. Woo. Um. Uh, okay. So let us book this show. It is now time for us to hit the books, Mikey. Let's hit them. Okay. So last week we had. A variety of things happen after our post-draft of in our preview episode. Um, we had Styles opening the show, asking basically for a new contender. Uh, both Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens make come out, make their claim to him. Paige is like, I'm going to make it a match tonight. Uh, and they're like, okay, I guess. Uh, next up, Elias comes out. He's, he's singing his songs, drumming his guitar. Uh, Aiden English interrupts him. And sets up a Rusev Day intro for a match of Elias versus Rusev. At one point during the match, Elias sings to the crowd about how great he is or whatever. English, Aiden English gets offended. Rusev gets distracted by Aiden English. And Elias wins with a roll-up. Match over. Uh, Next up, we had a Miz TV with Daniel Bryan. Where Miz gloating about his win. Saying, how does it feel to still know that you are my rookie? Uh, The Dan Bryan gets the angriest... Uh, attacking the Miz with dragon screws, uh, heel hooks, attacking his leg specifically, uh, takes out a chair, beats on the chair, does that like thing where it's like you put the leg in the chair and then stomp on it a bunch of times. So exciting stuff there, I guess. Uh, we had we started a like sort of a triple threat tournament tag team tournament for the number one contendership for the SmackDown tag team titles, which is a mouthful. Um, we had the Deleter of Worlds versus the Bar versus the Revival. And a triple threat for the number one contendership tournament to move on to the finals, I guess. Um, the bar wins, essentially going with a, a shatter machine revival. Revival about to do a shatter machine, but once Dawson, no, not Dawson, sorry, Dash. Once Dash tries to get for that code breaker sort of thing, uh, they push him out and do an uppercut on Matt Hardy as he's coming down on that shatter machine. So it's sort of like a half shatter machine, half European uppercut move. Um, then, then Sheamus, I guess, broke kicks. Dawson out of there and Cesaro pins Matt Hardy to move on to the finals of the tag team tournament Uh, next we have a backstage segment with our backstage commentator uh, welcoming Finn Balor to Smackdown Live Nakamura comes out later and also welcomes in saying long time no see welcome to Smackdown Live and then he disappears does sort of that like I'm crazy hands um, uh, and then leaves uh, next up, we have a match for Rollins Owens. Uh, good match. AJ Styles is on commentary. He's he has a Southern drawl and everything. Um, 
Uh, I still can't believe we got him on the show last week, Mikey. Still, still mind-boggling to me, honestly. Uh, Rollins and Owen super kick each other, uh, but neither able to get up to the the count of what is it, ten? I guess, um, and ends in a draw. So they both made their claim, and they both ended up tying. So what happens next is only up to us. Um, so AJ is like, okay, well. I guess we move on to a new person or I fight both of you. I don't know if AJ wants to fight both of them. We'll find out, I guess. Uh, next up finally is our, is Carmella um, against Charlotte Flair doing that rematch clause once again for the SmackDown women's championship. Um, very, very good match. Uh, Charlotte Flair hits a moonsault off of the top rope onto Carmella and the referee on accident, knocking out essentially everyone. Becky runs to the ring, presumably to help her best friend, Charlotte Flair. But what's next? A Bexploder to Charlotte. Uh, Becky just Bexplodes, suplexes uh, Charlotte, uh, and drags Carmella onto Charlotte Flair. One, two, three. Carmella is the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Becky Becky then raises Carmella's hand. Carmella's like, this is weird, but I'm still going to celebrate Becky's like, uh-uh, maintains wrist control, backsploder to Carmella, puts her in a disarm her, and then walks out of the arena. And that is the end of last week's episode. That is, that is you're caught up. That is all, everyone's caught up. Everyone on the show's caught up. I'm excited. Let's do ne- our next show. Let's book our next show. We have a lot of storylines moving forward. I'm excited what could happen. Uh, Mikey, let's do this. What are you feeling at first up? All right, I have an idea for a show opener. Um, if we're trying to get, if we're if we're uh, kicking Matt Hardy out to the curb because uh, poor guy is has a fused uh, tailbone there. Spine, he has a spine bone injury. Yeah, he's got a spine bone now. Um, maybe we maybe we open up with a Matt Hardy retirement speech. Oh man, I don't want to cry, man. Huh. Is that the show? I guess that's the show opener. Or is that the main? I, yeah, I guess that should be the show opener. Oh, a Matt Hardy retirement speech. I'm gonna cry thinking about it. He could maybe he could start it off funny too. Maybe he can be like, "It is time for me to leave this vessel," and then like he like does like a weird <laughs> shake, and then all of a sudden he's actually Matt Hardy again. Or oh no 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 he he does that he does that. It's time for him to leave that vessel. And he, then he goes into the lake of reincarnation, yeah, and comes and comes back out as normal Matt Hardy, <laughs> Matthew Hardy, I guess. He um, comes back out to I could slap a tornado. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, he comes out. It's Matt Hardy version three or two. Is it two? I guess Matt Hardy version three. I think Matt Hardy retirement speech. Opening up so I can cry about my feelings. Um, God, that is so emotional. Matt Hardy retirement speech. Uh, and Jeff's there. And Bray Wyatt's there for some reason, I guess. Does he have any other friends? I guess Dan Bryan is there. Bryan. AJ, er, every, everyone, Everyone's there on the stage. But Jeff comes out uh, and they like celebrate Ray's hands together. We'll have Jeff come back on SmackDown for this one week yeah. to say goodbye. They do like one last like Hardy Boys pose. Oh, yeah. And then and then he, he does one one last swanton bomb off of like a really long, tall building, 
onto nothing and fucks up his back for no reason onto onto concrete but then he stands up immediately he's fine um oh god a matt hardy retirement speech to open the show that is heartbreaking matt, wh- mikey do you do you have any uh i imagine we all have good memories of matt hardy but is there a favorite matt hardy moment that you have i from years past i liked I really liked uh, when he had, he was heel, and it was like the him and Jeff rivalry. I thought that was a really good moment in his career for him, where he had like the tights. Yeah, I like those tights. Honestly, I really like those tights. I agree. I think they worked for him. Um, and that Extreme Rules match at Mania twenty five. Ugh. that was a good match. I have WrestleMania twenty five on DVD. I don't know how many times I watched that match. Honestly. <laughs> It's like that's that was a really good match and a really good build to a really good match. I feel like, uh, towing that line of of what storyline and what's real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I I remember the when I first started watching wrestling to reveal all of our ages uh, was I started watching SmackDown Live and it was the Matt Hardy MVP feud. Jeez, I. Gosh, that made me such a fan of Matt Hardy and a fan of MVP, really, um, because it was the their, their MVP and Matt Hardy fighting over the United States Championship, and then their tag team title reign, which was insane, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, all of the times when they would face each other in various different sports like basketball or arm wrestling or whatever. Oh man, I I love that. Uh, I just love that that whole thing. With Matt Hardy and MVP, God, if you can have like if he just mentions TNA as also in his retirement speech, that'd be great, mm-hmm. helping revitalize his career. He brings it up, and everyone's just like, "What?" Yeah, that would be a Matt Hardy retirement speech. God, opening the show, tears welling in my eyes. It's God. I I'm gonna I would I'm gonna miss Matt Hardy, <laughs> even though even though this isn't real life and we're just booking it. I'm gonna miss him. Oh man. Matt Hardy, great wrestler, great guy, great innovator, uh, on par with like one of the greats like Chris Jericho in terms of character reinvention. Yeah. He's a great guy. Um, moving on, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to transition from a sad moment like that. But uh, moving on to match number one. I mean, to, to transition, we can always do like a uh, like some sort of comedy spot or something, you know? Uh. I guess that's true. Well, I guess yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Maybe like a Slater Rhino to give every to bring everyone's spirits up. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, like a backstage segment between Slater and Rhino. Yeah, maybe like a backstage segment or like a match or like something like they're in the ring or something, and they give like a. Hey, we have a match for them. We have a triple threat tournament of Slater, Rhino, Sanity, and the Usos all against each other. That's true. Maybe we maybe we cut a promo. Maybe they maybe they do a backstage segment of them getting pumped up for the match. Yeah, uh, he's just it's just Rhino eating a bunch of cheese and crackers. <laughs> just Rhino eating a bunch of stuff at craft services. <laughs> and Slater's just yelling at like, you got this, Rhino. You're a Rhino. You're going to gore those crackers. <laughs> you got this. We're going <laughs> to do this. And they're like, they're like pushing each other. They're like, we're going to win this triple threat. Uh, yeah, and then <laughs> and then that's that, I guess. Uh, so So match one will be the Usos. Uh, versus Sanity, I guess. This is all happening. This is a backstage segment, and then go to commercial, and then go to... or whatever. Well, actually, the retirement speech will probably end going into commercial, and then we'll come back 
maybe do some entrances and we'll show what Slater and Rhino did backstage to prep for this match. Or we can come back, we can show Slater and Rhino backstage, have them pushing each other and then be like, yeah, let's go! And then have them walk to the ring and then cut to like the ramp and then their music hits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I like that. Um, I like that completely. Uh, so yes, the Usos versus Sanity versus... Can Rhino come out with like a sandwich still hanging out of his mouth and then Slater like slaps it? Or just like he has cheese over his face and Slater like wipes off his face before they get to the ring? Yes. <laughs> Curtis has crumbs all over him. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, uh, Slater and Rhino. Um, cool. I like that. I like that. I like that completely. Who wins this match? Or do we continue doing it? I feel like we should continue doing it. We'll pick up who wins later. Uh, all right, actually, so who won the last one? The bar? Yes, the bar won the and last And we're considering one. them faces now, right? Um, I mean, we could. They... I guess yeah. I guess we are considering their faces. We they never did a proper turn at all. We just switched them the face. Huh. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never did like a proper proper turn at all. And he did pin Matt Hardy. That's fine. We can we can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um. So are the bars still technically f- heels then? Yeah. For right, I guess for right now we keep them heels. I think we need since since we do plan on turning the bar. I think we do need a heel to win this. Yes. So sanity. Yeah, that was the plan. I think sanity wins this. Perfect. And goes on to face the bar in the the finals. Part of me really wants Slater and Rhino to win this. God, me too. Oh my God! Imagine Slater and Rhino versus the Bludgeon Brothers. That would be amazing. Mikey, I'm giving you my first pitch, my first wild pitch. Slater and Rhino win this match somehow. It does it does probably hold off on the fact of the bar being turning faces, but Slater and Rhino becoming number one contenders against the Bludgeon Brothers sounds hilarious to me. That sounds one. That sounds actually amazing. I would love to. I would love to see that. So instead of sanity, Slater and Rhino. Slater and Rhino fumble their way into a win somehow. Like B team esque <laughs> fumble their way into a win. Yes. Okay. Slater and Rhino it is then. Wins this match and move on to the finals against the bar in this number one contendership tournament for the Smack da- SmackDown tag team titles. Wow. What a match. What a what a way to, to what a way to win. Uh how how do they win actually? We said they fumble into it, but how do they actually win it? Maybe they don't like. Maybe they don't like actually fumble into it, but maybe like, there's like a big spot, and <laughs> what? If... <laughs> you know what would be funny? Hit me. What if like Slater gets kicked by one of the Usos? Okay. And falls into the other one, and they both like roll out of the ring, <laughs> and then like let's like like let's say like Jimmy super kicks him into Jay, and Jay and Slater fall out of the ring. And then Rhino, like, gores Jay. Okay. Or Jimmy, and pins him. Okay, Rhino pins Jimmy with a gore. Nice, sweet, and simple. I like the idea of Slater being useless and Rhino actually doing all the work. <laughs> Slater, like, accidentally falling into Jay and knocking him out. Like, kind of, like, kind of being useful, but, like, not on purpose. It's like that, um, what is it? That William Regal-Big Show match from years ago where William Regal, uh hits Big Show with uh, the brass knuckles 
And, oh yeah, and Big Show fell on top and of him. Big Show wins the match. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I love it. Uh, uh, pins Jimmy. Um, oh poor Jimmy. Uh, happy birthday, Jimmy. Late happy birthday. I guess it was last week. Technically, I guess at this point. Anyways, Slater and Rhino win. Moving on to the tag, the the finals of the triple threat tournament. I, there's a lot of words. We should really figure out a better way to say it, but that's fine. Rhino pins Jimmy with a gore. Uh, Sanity also did a good job in this match. Um, They're all T's too. Tag team, triple threat tournament. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. My mouth is just the T's are all over the place. Um, how does Sanity do in this match? Now they they were involved in the finish, I guess, but how do they do in this match? I think they do well throughout the match. I don't think they like. I think they just do like a solid job and like maybe like they almost win. Like there's like a like a false finish or two in there with Sanity. Yeah, yeah. And then the Usos like knock him out, and then Slater tries to run in and like capitalize, and then he gets knocked out. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, and maybe we have Sanity control do some chaos in the finals. Who knows? Maybe they're upset, or the Usos, or the Revival, or not Matt Hardy. He's retired. Oh my God, my heart. Okay, then moving on. We have a lot. We have a lot of other matches and stuff we need to pick, pick, and things we need to decide on. I have a pitch for you. Mm-hmm. It is um, in this sort of like match number four spot, I guess, before main event, whatever before the main event, similar to how SmackDown Live did, but Becky Lynch needs to explain her actions to the crowd. Okay. So my pitch is in this match four spot, Becky Lynch explains her actions is what is what is advertised, Mikey. And the key word there is advertised. It is advertised that she's going to explain her actions. Mm-hmm. So when match four rolls around, we're going to get the whoa, that the whole chorus of people singing mm-hmm. and no steam because it doesn't exist anymore, I guess. Um, we don't have the budget for pyro, but we have the budget for those weird 3D effects everywhere. A, gi- a giant big dog. Um, the giant big, the biggest dog. The biggest dog. Um, so we have her music playing. She's so we're okay. Jesse's going. Uh, Becky Lynch is going to explain her actions. Um, her music plays, and she doesn't come out. She doesn't come out at all. Uh, then we cut to a camera in the backstage area. It's like, um, let's say, uh, I, I, maybe Paige. Paige, maybe. Or I, maybe the backstage person. They find them. They, they find Becky just, like, um, sitting outside of a dressing room or something. And they're like, Becky, you got to go on stage. You're late. And she's like, you got to explain your actions or whatever. And Becky just simply says to the person behind the camera, the person page or whatever, I don't need my, ex- I, I don't need to explain my actions to them. And then walks to the dressing room, ignores the entire WWE universe and doesn't feel the need to explain her actions to everyone. I don't, I still don't like that. Be- I still don't like Becky being the heel in the situation. I know she kind of acted like it, but like, but how? But here's my argument. It's right just now. that her actions are so justified. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm I'm phrasing it like that. 
um, that she doesn't need to explain her actions to the to 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 them to the WWE universe. She doesn't say WWE universe. She she says she doesn't need to explain her actions to them. We would see it as maybe her actions are justified, so we could either agree with her, mm. but she's but she's being cold, unlike her usual straight fire, and not telling anyone anything and doesn't feel the need because either we agree with what she did or we think it's bad and then she's being like more heelish she's feeling heelish but also not like you know blaming the wb universe Mm -hmm. for the reason she's bad or she could be like she could be like they know why i did it yeah i mean even then is like it it could go either way. I mean, that's I feel like that's sort of like synonym is like I only explain my actions and or like they know why I did it. Mm. Oh, or just both of that. Just like I don't need my I don't need to explain my actions. Points to the I guess where the crowd would be. They know why I did it, and then just walks back to the dressing room, mm. and then that's it. And that's it for that segment. I like that. Um. Also, I was thinking maybe after she walks away. We have uh, Owens and uh, Rollins come up to Paige and start like being like, start talking about who's act, like who the number one contender is and start arguing about who it is and like how their match ended in a draw and stuff like that. Trying to figure out like how to decide what's going on. I like that. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so this match four is just going to be changed to a segment because this is probably going to take up a whole thing. Uh, Becky Lynch explains her actions. Um, she doesn't come out. She doesn't come out at all. Backstage, we see her saying um, to Paige, who finds her, our, our our best promo writing. Don't need to explain myself. They know why I did it. Very coy, very cold. Um, sort of just ignoring. Sort of like saying that they know why they did her. Why she did this. So she's more aggressive. But she's also coy, so it's like you could also kind of see her as the heel. She's like the heel of the feud, but not necessarily like the bad guy of the feud, if that makes sense at all. Leave it up to the WWE Universe to decide. Yes, about whether or not you agreed with what her actions were, I guess. We're coming at it at a different angle. Yeah, I don't, I, I didn't, I couldn't think of a, of a complaint at the end of there. Um... Uh, so then, uh, after that, after Becky turns away, R- both Rollins and Kevin Owens come up the page. You said, yeah, maybe like maybe like Kevin Owens comes up first, and then Rollins comes in later, and they start arguing about who the real number one contender is, and blah blah blah. Okay, Owens is like, I was better in that match. Clearly, I should be the number one contender. And then Rollins is like, Wait, hold on, no, it should be me. And then Paige gets all frustrated. Yeah, she does like that that screech that's at the beginning of her intro. <laughs> She's just like a fucking eagle screech at their table, just like, what the fuck? <laughs> They're just like arguing. She's like, caca! Yeah, maybe she goes, she, maybe she's like, all right, hold it. What hold if she it. just, what, she like what if she turns them. into a bird? What if she's the gobbledygooker? Mikey, hold God on. <laughs> Mikey, hold the presses. Stop, stop all of the presses. Paige is gobbledygooker storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving is right around the corner. It's two months away, or three months away, but it's right around the corner. We're let's sow those seeds. This is long-term booking. Let's start sowing the seeds that Paige is the comedy cooker. Start making people think about it. Start making the conspiracy theorists 
talk. She threw the she threw the pie at Kevin Owens. <laughs> With her wings because she's a bird. <laughs> Cause she's a bird. This is my favorite storyline. Oh my gosh. Um argue who's the rightful number one contender. Reveal she's a bird. Um okay, no no, she's not a bird. This that's fine. Or maybe she is, but we don't know. Uh, if she does a screech screech yell, stops them from yelling, what does what does Paige tell them back? To get back to brass tacks, what does Paige tell them? Maybe she like Oh, you know what okay, so I was thinking two things. Okay. One she puts them, she's like, we'll decide this in another match tonight, and they do Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins again. Or, what if she's like, I'm putting you in a handicap match against AJ Styles tonight, whoever pins him is not more contender, and leaves. Ooh. Ooh. So it's like, Kevin Owens and Seth are teaming up, but also like, just trying to get be the first one to get that pinfall. Yeah, and then AJ has to essentially fight them over and over again. Uh, so yeah, Paige, I I like the handicap match. I like the handicap match a lot. Now it should be, I guess, that, presumably that would be our main event. Okay, so we're doing a handicap match. Yes, I like that. I like that one a lot. I'm just gonna move it. It's it was our match four spot. I'm gonna move it to the match three spot just because to have a breather between the main event and something else maybe or do we just make it match four i don't know what do you think um i think i like it in match three okay uh so let me move this here and this two and this two here okay so our main event is then a handicap match of uh rollins and owens versus styles okay mikey i have a very hot pitch for you okay I think Styles wins. I like it. Styles wins, and we have a, yet another. We can't. We still don't know who the number one contender is. Yeah, I. So okay, how does he win? That's that's my pitch. Is Styles wins? Is that the the storyline we're writing is that they're both good enough to do it? But I guess whatever happens in this is that they constantly are fighting and bickering about who deserves this, and Styles is able to get the upper hand and pins Kevin Owens. Maybe who is he? Ooh, who does he pin? Because whoever he pins will certainly have like the ability to be like, let's say he pins Owens, then Seth Rollins can say, "Well, you're the one, I'm who the got one contender." Yeah, you you're the one that got pinned, and he's like, "Well, I I got pinned because you got me pinned, or whatever." And it's like, "Well, if you were a good enough wrestler, you wouldn't have gotten pinned." I think that could work. Who? But who gets pinned? I think Owens takes the pin here. Owens can eat the pin. Okay, okay. Styles pins Owens uh, after after uh, after team bickering, I assume. Probably. Almost definitely, it is. It is Kevin Owens. Ooh, ooh. Wait, what if? Yes. What if they like have the win in the bag? Like Rollins hits the curb stomp, and he goes to Rollins hits the curb stomp, and he goes to pin AJ. But he's a little too close to the corner, and Owens tags himself in. Oh, yes. It was within the grass. Seth Rollins had it. 
and Kevin Owens comes in and then results in bickering with AJ Styles able to get the upper hand and presumably some sort of Styles clash or Phenomenal Forearm or 450 or something mm. and, and gets and, and pins Kevin Owens. I like it a lot. I like it a lot, and I'm very excited. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue booking the rest of this card. We got two more matches to book, and then the dreaded randomizer. Uh, we'll see everyone when we get back. And we are back. We have booked several things. The Matt Hardy retirement speech opener. Uh, uh, the next tournament match, the Uso, Sandy, and Slater and Rhino, with Slater and Rhino winning. Uh, Becky Lynch trying to explain her actions instead of denying that for the universe, saying that they already know why. Uh, and then finally, our main event of a handicap match, Rollins and Owens versus Styles, with Styles winning. We've already these things booked. we got two more spots left to book. So let's see what we can do. Mikey, I have a, I have a pitch for you. I have two pitches, I guess. Um, one, we need a women's match. Uh, whether or not it's before the Becky Lynch explaining her actions or not um, is is a question. Um, it should probably not be Charlotte or Carmella. Agreed. Um, because we have a bunch of other people. We have four, what, one, two, three, four, five other people that need to be on the show. Um, or I also think we should do a Balor match. Finn Balor match. Ooh, okay, yeah. Someone. Introduce him on SmackDown. Let him have let him uh, stretch his legs out a little bit on the blue brand. Yes. Uh, let's say Finn Balor. I'm thinking Finn Balor versus like Mojo Rawley or something. Okay. Yes, that is that is my thoughts. Um, so first off, where do you want to put this? Do you want to put this before or after Becky Lynch? Uh, I think it goes before, and then we have a women's match after Becky. Okay, so we got Balor versus. Mojo, Mojo Raleigh, the the finest bully heel. Uh, you want, definitely want to do Mojo Raleigh, not like um, you know Elias is busy. Um, McIntyre. I was thinking McIntyre too as like uh, as another one. The, the my problem with McIntyre is like I don't know because I also feel like Finn Balor should win, but also. I don't know. Or maybe switch Raleigh to, like, Sin Cara or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I like Raleigh. I think it's fine. I think Mojo's a good first fight for Finn on SmackDown. Okay. So, no offense to Mojo, but Finn Balor wins. Obviously. Um, what happens after the match? Does Shinsuke do anything? Because we are having a rivalry with Shinsuke and, and Balor. So, is there anything happening there? Maybe Shinsuke comes out to the ramp and just, like, starts clapping, like, really sarcastically. Ooh, I like it. A sarcastic clap from one Nakamura. Uh, Clapamora? Is that a thing? Is that a pun? Clapamora. God damn it. Is that a pun? Is that anything, Mikey? This is he, me and the writer. He, like, comes room. out with a mic, starts clapping, and he just goes, congratulations, and then leaves. <laughs> Mind games at its finest. Um, so Nakamura comes out after the match. Um, after the match, and and slow claps, mm. uh, and and I guess congratulates him once again. I mean, he's just like, what a weird heel thing to do. Just like really mind game esque of like slow clapping, just congratulating and then leaves. 
Mm-hmm. What like a what a what like a a move on his part? God, Nakamura, you 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 devil. I like it. Uh, it should also be said. Um, I I think I should have said this at the very beginning. We are back from everything. Uh, we our next pay per view, Mikey, is going to be Hell in the Cell, and that episode, which Hell in a Cell episode, will be up. We never explain. We should. I should have explained this in the beginning. Not a perfect time to be doing it now, I guess. But I'll do it anyways. Uh, the next pay per view is Hell in a Cell, and how we do that sort of thing over here at Hit the Books is that every Tuesday we have an episode of Hit the Books, but then we have our special like sort of bonus episodes, I guess, of a pay per view episodes on those Sundays. So we would have Hell in a Cell on September twenty third. Uh, that would be the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view episode for Hit the Books. Mm-hmm. So that is, this is this episode is the 28th of August. That it gives us this episode plus one, two, three more SmackDowns um, before whatever, I guess. Yes, um, sir. And I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get some more Hell in a Cell matches probably booked um, later. But we have to book seven to eight matches for Hell in a Cell. So... It's going to be crazy. Anyways, match number four. Let's do a female battle. Um, what are you thinking? Uh, I want it. Uh, let's get Bailey in the match. Bailey in the match. I agree. I'm my, here are my thoughts around the women's division. <sighs> Nia Jax should probably be face because we have a lot of women's heels right now. If Becky is really tweener here. About whether or not she's face or heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if not, I mean, we have our faces being Charlotte, Bailey, and Lana, and that is it. Heels are Carmella, Tamina, who's in- injured, Nia Jax, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, and I guess Becky Lynch, but also maybe Becky Lynch is a face. Who knows? So I feel like we should make Nia Jax a, a face here. But at the same time, I can see Carmella wanting backup to defend her title so maybe she gets up to gets the riot squad but i think that would be weird if she gets the riot squad so i also think a nia Jax carmella partnership is in store sort of like a Shawn michaels diesel thing but also that happened sort of of alexa bliss but also we need more faces so these are the things in my mind currently um but also we need to show bailey and lana so i don't know what to do I guess is what I'm saying. And I need your help, Mikey. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does make the most sense to turn Nia Jax. Yeah, I mean, I also kind of want to split up the Riot Squad, sort of like how WWE did the Absolution thing of splitting them up, simply because, one, I mean, Absolution needed Paige as their leader, and that Paige no longer was a leader. Here, Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan no longer have a leader in uh, Ruby Riot. So they're sort of mm-hmm. just by themselves. Maybe they could be a tag team. Yeah, if we just make them simple and have their own entrances and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So maybe we split them up, but then it'll still be heels for however long until we turn, like, I guess, Liv Morgan face and Sarah Logan. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that we can play. It's our sandbox. So I don't, what, do you, what are you thinking? I don't know. What is there anything you're thinking here? This is hard. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's just, it's essentially like we can do whatever we want, and it's sort of difficult. Yeah, I want to say Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, 
versus Bailey and Lana in a tag team match. But Bailey and Lana as a tag team is a weird combo for me. I agree. Maybe Bailey and Nia Jax versus Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. Okay. Bailey and Nia Jax against Or what if What if we do Bailey versus Nia Jax? Okay. Bailey wins. Okay. But it's like a hard fought good match. And afterwards, to like kind of initiate kind of the face turn, Nia extends her hand. Okay. And just and they just respectful. Bailey gives comes in for that. Bailey like starts handshaking her, and then like goes to walk away and shakes her head and then turns around and gives Nia Jax a big hug. Oh, my heart is being warmed. Oh, I gotta say, Mikey, I was gonna I was gonna say something about like, wow, we got a lot of faces winning. We got Slater and Rhino. We have Balor. We got Bailey. We got Styles. But when you open with a Matt Hardy retirement speech, you kind of need it. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I need some heartwarming here. And Bailey hugging Nia Jax is the right heartwarming that I need. Oh, man. I like that. Nia Jax. Like, Bailey turns around and just kind of, like, opens her arms, like, for a hug. And Nia Jax just, like, picks her up. Oh, my God. What a good hug. What a heart. What a heartwarming smackdown, I got to say. Gives a handshake to Bailey. Um... Bailey. And Bailey's like, nah, son, I'm a hugger. Yeah, gives her a hug. Uh, and, and Nia Jax meets her there. Uh, and then we oh. can have a Nia Jax-Bailey tag team! Oh, perfect! Perfect! Oh, my God. Oh, I like it. I like oh, it. The bear man. hugs! <laughs> the bear huggers. <laughs> my, you said that and my mouth could not like make words. <laughs> oh, my God. Bailey and Nia Jax, what a, what a heart what a heartwarming episode. I mean, there was some meanness with with Becky Lynch, which gotta say, Mikey, Becky Lynch was like the only sort of like mean person in this entire episode. Do we? So maybe do we? Maybe do we want to have like some sort of heelish heel victory here? Maybe like Sanity ends up winning the tag mat the the beginning tag match or something, or do we just want to like keep it all heartwarming and nice? I don't know. I mean, we gotta lock something in before we hit the randomizer. I think I, I don't know. I think it's fine to have a nice heartwarming episode after Matt Hardy starting us off being like, bye. We could we could get a backstage segment with some people. Um, because we got a lot of people. I mean who who has not been on TV yet? I mean Sin Cara, Bray mm. Bray White has been on TV, um, Drew McIntyre. Uh, mm. Mike Kanellis, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, and that's it. So, but also we have more rivalries that we could do a backstage segment. We have that Rusev Day Elias. We also have Miz and Brian. Oh, I remember what I wanted to do with Miz. I completely remember. But is that appropriate now after the Matt Hardy retirement speech? What were you going to do? I was going to have, um... The Miz come out with like a leg brace on, and like a and he has a crutch, uh, and and he's just like complaining about about how he's injured. Oh, it would oh would that be heel heat? <laughs> if he comes out and complains that he can't wrestle and that he's gonna have to retire just like Matt Hardy. I don't know, I because SmackDown did like basically that same thing. Like they like they rubbed like they did the whole fake retirement thing. That is true. That is true. Maybe maybe I need to stop watching SmackDown. 
no, we can't do that. That is true. That is true. I can't. It is a, it is a blessing and a curse. Um, hmm. I feel like some sort of back... So maybe Elias backstage in Rusev Day? Or maybe more people like Drew McIntyre? I don't know. I don't know. Is there a tag team in Drew McIntyre and Mike Kanellis? I don't think so. We also have too many tag team heels. Hmm. I feel like there should be something. Like in between match four and match five. Maybe like we show Styles walking to the ring and Drew McIntyre just kind of like eyes him up. Ooh. Eyes up that title. I like it. Do they do they exchange words? Is it just Drew McIntyre in the background? Or is it like I think Drew I think AJ's walking and Drew kinda like cuts him off, but he doesn't like he like he like walks in front of him and kind of just like gives him like a stare and they kind of have a quick stare down for a little bit and then McIntyre like kind of like knocks on the title and like walks away. I like it. Styles walks to the gorilla. McIntyre stops him and and just gives a little tap on the title and walks to give away. like a little like I'm coming for you. Not yet, but I'm coming for you. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it. Um, which is very interesting because we followed up with AJ Styles beating both Kevin Owens and Rollins who are trying to fight for the number one contendership. It's sort of like Styles being like, maybe I move on to McIntyre. I have people waiting in the wings. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Long-term. Long-term booking. Ooh. And then maybe next week we can have... Trip Threat, Rollins, Owens, McIntyre. Oh, we could. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My, my. Oh, and then Hell in a Cell is a fatal four way. <gasps> <gasps> who knows? Uh, the randomizer might screw up all of this, but who knows? Uh, he gives a tap on the title and walks away. Okay. Uh, walks away. Awesome. Okay. So, should I give a little rundown of this episode and then we'll hit that randomizer? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. <clears throat> so, on episode two of our SmackDown Live Hit the Books, we have the show opener, a Matt Hardy retirement speech. Get your Kleenex ready because Matt Hardy is going to announce his retirement from wrestling because of his spine bone injury um, and moving into it, a producer role or whatever. He, it starts with him going in the broken, woken warrior himself going into the lake of reincarnation and then walks out. Um, drives to WWE or whatever and, and, and comes out as normal Matthew Hardy with a spine bone injury. Um, everyone on stage claps him up. Um, maybe, maybe the Dudley boys are there. Maybe Jeff and Jeff Hardy is definitely there. Maybe what if, what if, uh, him, like, what if he walks out and like has like, instead of doing the whole segment where he goes back and comes back out, maybe he like has like a big, like, like a big like bowl of water like a big like chat like a big like fancy looking bowl and he's like i brought some water from the lake i don't know interesting to, to do like the, the transformation like there you know i don't know I, yours probably your idea is probably better <laughs> uh chalice I think we go of the no offense, Mikey, but I think we go of the lake incarnation reincarnation. Bit. Yeah, I agree. I just also because we can show like um, Vanguard one and and all those guys 
all those characters there. The weird, the weird, the chair of wheels and mower of lawns. Yes, I'm telling you, we can. I just show him off and be like, thank, and like he's like thanking them for their service. <laughs> I love it uh, for being part of the woken woken warriors. And he does the whole. It's time for me to leave this vessel. Yes, and then he dunks himself, and he comes back out as Matthew Hardy, barely able to walk or stand. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the out, Dudley Boys. Back out limping. Yeah, if we can, the Dudley Boys, Je- uh, Edge and Christian, all all clap him up. Um, certainly, Styles and everyone on the stage, it's clapping him up. Jeff Hardy comes out, and he's probably like that final person that sort of like like thanks him and everything, because they came in together. And now Matt Hardy's leaving while Jeff Hardy's still on Raw. Mm. What a sad moment. Uh, moving on, uh, Uso, Sanity, Slater, and Rhino. Uh, with Rhino pinning Jimmy with a gore, and Rhino and Slater moving on in a triple threat tag team tournament for the number one contendership of the SmackDown tag team titles. Oh my god, my mouth. That was um, yeah, it was. Match two, Finn Balor versus Mojo Rawley. Um, a very decent match. A very quick, decent match of Finn Balor pinning Mojo Rawley. Nakamura comes out after the match and gives... Balor a slow clap, then congratulates him and leaves. That's it. That's all that's happening. Um, Advertised going into this is Becky Lynch explaining her actions. Um, When we have her music playing, Becky Lynch has not come out. We go backstage and we have Paige looking for Becky, finds Becky. Becky essentially says, I don't need to explain myself. They know why I did it. And then she walks to like a train changing area or something. Mm. Um, then, like, we look, go to Paige, then Owen shows up, saying that, hey, I'm the number one contendership, it was a draw, whatever, I'm the number one contender. Rollins comes out, stating the same, they're arguing about who's the rightful number one contender, Paige is like, you know what, make it a handicap match, whoever is able to pin AJ Styles, you're the new number one contender, okay, got it, fine, okay, bye. Also, she's slightly bird, because she has a screech, and we're setting up... (laughs) It's like both a joke, but also like funny in my head. Um, anyways, uh, Bailey versus Nia Jax, both new to the SmackDown Live brand. Um, again, a good match. Bailey ends up winning. Nia Jax at the end of the match tries to give Bailey a handshake. Bailey shakes her head no and goes in for the hug. Nia Jax picks her up in a nice little bear hug, not in a mean bear hug way, but a good friendship hug. And a, a nice heartwarming hug to warm more hearts after that Matt Hardy retirement speech. Backstage, we have Styles walking to the Gorilla for his handicap match. But who stops him on his way? None other than Drew McIntyre, the Scottish man himself. He stops him, gives a little tap in that title, and just simply walks away. Having Styles think about who else is coming for that title. Uh, in that handicap match position, we have Rollins and Owens versus AJ Styles. The match is coming down. Rollins has him. Rollins has AJ Styles. He's setting up for that 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 blackout. What is it called again? Curb stomp. No, I think they call it, they call it the stomp or something like that. just like I think it's just the stomp or the curb. I think they call it curb stomp again. I don't remember. The stomp, the knee, the other stuff. Remember when they just called his other finisher the knee, the Kingslayer. <laughs> God. Um, but instead of Rollins hitting that curb stomp, Owens tags him in. They're arguing. Styles hits him and gets Owens. Styles clash, pins Kevin Owens after a lot of team bickering from Owens and Rollins. 
with Styles standing tall at the end of the match. What an exciting show. What a sad start, but ends being a heartwarming episode of SmackDown Live. Um, with a lot of faces winning, but, you know, I liked it. I liked it. We got threats on the horizon with Drew McIntyre. We got Becky Lynch still being a tweener. Um, and we got a lot. We got to see more people like Raleigh and Usos and Sanity and Nia Jackson Bailey and all these people on the show. I like it. I'm excited. I like it. I'm loving it. Um, yes. Well, then, Mikey. If that is if that is our show booked, if we have successfully booked this episode, Ooh. it's now time to use a randomizer. Uh, someone once said, famously, anything can happen in WWE. So we try to replicate that the best we can with our randomizer. We have a list of various things. I basically just said what I said last week. We have a list of various things like injuries, call-ups, uh, heel turns, face turns, anything. Uh, we will now randomly pick one uh, that we're going to have to include into our show somehow. Um, uh, Mikey, you randomized it last week, so I guess it is my turn to do so. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Yep. Let's do it. I have refreshed my Google Sheets page, and we are randomly choosing something. Let's see what we can get. Okay, this is easy. We already did it. <laughs> USA Network called. They want a happy ending. Ah, we did the thing. <laughs> we did the thing. Um, we beat you this time, Randomizer. We beat you. We were ahead of the game. But not only do we have a happy ending, we have a happy episode in USA Network. Um, we beat you this time. <laughs> uh, this is similar to last week about the controversy. I added this USA Network being called thing because I remember reading somewhere that sometimes if something bad happens in the real world or, um, you know, for whatever reason, like the the programming lineup for the next episode of a sh TV show, whatever's happening. Sometimes USA Network calls and they want specific happy endings or sad endings or whatever. Whatever reason for programming. They're, they're also kind of the producers of SmackDown, I guess. So I guess they can make some sort of call. So they want a happy ending. So we beat them to it. We got a happy ending. We got so many happy endings. We have the oh, yeah. entire episode is a happy ending. Oh, my God. We got you this time, Randomizer. You're not fooling us this time. Oh, man. Disappointing that we don't have, like... We were about to have, like... So, you know, sometimes on this Google Sheets page, Mikey, you've seen it before, probably, that um, sometimes it, like, shows something else, and then once it, like, it's finished loading, it changes it to something else. Mm. We were about to have an injury, and I was very nervous. Mm. Um, but, uh, yes. Matt Hardy's hurt. That's why he's retiring. Gotcha. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um... Well, and then without further ado, thank everyone for listening to this episode of Hit the Books. For more wrestling fun, you can come be a part of the booking community and follow us on Twitter uh, at Hit the Books Pod. If you've already seen yesterday, please go follow us on Twitter because if you've already seen yesterday, we had a preview poll um, for all these previews of matches. So you already kind of knew what was coming up, audience, um, about what sort of matches we had set up. Or I guess segments, whatever. You already kind of knew what was happening, and you got we had the ability to vote in what you thought, what your thoughts of were about these sort of things coming up. If you were excited, if you thought it was gonna be silly, whatever. But now you've listened to this episode, and now tomorrow you can now vote in our results poll, where you can vote on how you like the booking of these various matchups. So again, follow at the Hit the Books Pod. That's again at Hit the Books Pod to see what we are talking about and be a part of that show and answer in those polls. If you have any ideas on what to add to a randomizer, you can tweet them at hit the books pod yet again, 
and we put, will put them into our list, shouting you out when the randomizer is chosen, what will happen to our booking. So you can put in whatever you want. We have a list of 21 things here, but we want even more, and we want you to be a part of that. So again, tweet at us, at HitTheBooksPod, and we'll put them into our list and shout you out. You can also subscribe to Hit The Books on iTunes and leave a review. We're a podcast that is starting out, so you can leave a review on iTunes. That is very, very, very helpful, and we would love you dearly and desperately. We wouldn't love you desperately. We would love you dearly. Desperately would be a weird thing to say there, probably. But we would love you dearly if you can leave us a review on iTunes, especially for a new podcast. It's very, very important for that, and we would shout you out and love you to death over and over again. That is all for this week's episode. Until next time, Mikey, we've got two words for you. Book it.